welcome to the CU Insight Network podcast. My name is Lauren Culp. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on this show to have conversations with the thought leaders who support the credit union community. We get to identify the issues that affect credit unions and have a discussion on all of the best practices that exist so that we can all learn from one another and improve our credit unions together. I'm really excited about today's episode. My guest today is Philip Paul, the CEO at Co-Tribute. Philip, thank you so much for being here. Lauren, thank you so much for having me. Well, I always kick off the episodes this way. Most of us did not grow up thinking that we would get to work with credit unions someday. I did not even know what they were until I was in my 20s. What did you want to be growing up? <laughs> That's a great question, Lauren. I actually think I started off wanting to be a race car driver. But um, I started out in management consulting for a large consulting firm. And that sort of exposed me to various industries and technologies. I spent about a decade there helping companies ranging from, you know, small growth stage companies to Fortune 500 multinationals really accomplish their business plans through strategic use of technology. And then I started a technology firm focused on healthcare, helping healthcare companies manage their financial and clinical risk. So when we started Cotribute, it was almost a continuation of that journey to use technology to address business problems. So, you know, we really wanted to help financial institutions, especially missional ones like credit unions, to grow in an operationally efficient manner. So that's sort of been my journey, my personal journey. I love that. Well, you uh, already knocked out my next question for you, which is what was that journey like to your, to your role as CEO at Co-Tribute? So tell me then, for Co-Tribute, what's the elevator pitch that you give folks about what you all do and where you really add value for credit unions? Great. You know, I, I think we do one thing three different ways. So the one thing we do is help credit unions achieve operationally efficient growth, right? There's a lot of different ways to grow, but we want to make sure that they grow operationally in an efficient manner. But we do that in three ways. The first one is growth to best-in-class onboarding templates. So think of it as Excel templates or Evite for invitations, where a lot of the hard work has been done for you already. So that's the first way we do it, through these templates. The second is analytics and visibility to completely understand the member journey. Where do they start? Where are they dropping off? You know, how does the journey look? The third way we do it is operational efficiency through automation and really leveraging your core core system. So I, I like to say that we do one thing three different ways. That is incredible. I, I love hearing it put that way. And I think sometimes the, the simplest answer is the one that people are able to really remember. So that that's awesome. You know, the, the uncertain economic environment that we found ourselves in right now is something I hear a lot of credit union leaders talking about. And from your perspective, you know, thinking about growth, thinking about making credit unions operationally efficient, what is the importance of that operational efficiency as it really relates to a credit union's ability to maybe weather a recession if, if we head up to one here soon? Yeah, you know, I think during times of uncertainty, it's really important to ensure that the unit economics are sound. And, and I think, you know, that applies to any business, but I think it really applies to credit unions. Uh, this is because good unit economics can help the credit union with, you know, the margin that they need to handle the unexpected, right? So it can also help credit unions to scale up or down during uncertain times. So I feel that one of the keys to good, you know, unit economics is to focus on operational efficiencies, to automate, optimize as much as possible any manual processes that there might be. 
That makes total sense. And, and are there examples that you can share of something that maybe is the most impactful support that you've seen credit unions really experiencing from a partnership with Contribute? Yeah, there, there are probably you know, two examples that are top of mind for me, you know, right now. The first is a credit union that used our best in class, you know, onboarding templates to get all their consumer account opening deposit and loan products launched digitally in two weeks. Wow. Right, we went from old web forms that were clunky and inflexible to having really a fintech-like onboarding experience in two weeks, leveraging their existing core. I, I think that would be one of the ones that was most impactful from a credit union standpoint. I think the second one is again a credit union that was doing their business client onboarding, you know, manually. As as you can imagine, uh, business clients, you know, they have a lot of different forms, you know, whether they're sole proprietors, LLCs, S corporations, you know, other business types. So we took a client that was doing this manually, very manual intensive tasks, a lot of time and effort from their back office people, and and also from the prospective clients in terms of going back and forth on the document collection. And, and we automated that. So, you know, this was a fantastic experience, eliminated a number of areas for human errors, compliance issues. So I think those two probably, uh, Lauren, at this point are the ones that stick in my mind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, from an automation perspective, I, we at CU Insight love to automate wherever we can. We, we run a lean team, too, and have found just that, that it really eliminates the data redundancies and the human error. And so when you're looking at automation, where would you say are maybe the first places that credit unions should look to automate? And would you say if there's any risk of the automation taking out the human element that credit unions have always done so well? You know, you bring up a fantastic point, and it's the whole behavioral psychology aspect as well, right? Um, so, you know, if you look at automation, while it reduces effort and errors, when it is done right, it can provide an amazing, you know, member experience as well. You know, most of us have used technology platforms, you know, for our personal lives, you know, whether it's entertainment or buying things online. Right. And, and the best experience are, are those, I think, where the user feels that they're able to get what they want, when they want, without needing to wait for it. Right. And, and I think the automations can provide answers quickly and also speed up decisions and outcomes for members. So I think when it's done right, automation can really provide benefits that enrich the lives of the members. Uh, but I think I also feel, you know, you've got a great point. I think most members feel that they want to connect with a human when there is an issue, especially a serious one in their perspective. So ensuring that the right things are automated can not only benefit, I think, the credit union from an efficiency standpoint, I think it can also significantly ensure, you know, member satisfaction. Absolutely. Well, and I think we've heard a lot of folks talking about, you know, it feels too big brother to to automate too much or, you know, that on the flip side, I think we're seeing a lot of the competitors of credit unions, whether they're true financial institutions or even just in the Amazons and the Googles and the Facebooks of the world who are finding those ways to personalize and automate in a way that feels like they do know us and, and maybe not in a way that feels too much like a big brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Well, and I know Contribute also helps credit unions with the concept of knowing your business, knowing your customer or your member. What can automation and maybe a partnership with Contribute really do for credit unions in that sort of arena too? Yeah, you know, as you know, KYC, KYB uh, not only have implication to, in terms of reducing potential fraud, uh, they're also required to meet some regulatory needs, right? So unfortunately, there's so much manual effort that's expended by some credit unions in terms of 
looking up information from different sources and pulling it together and packaging it and so on. And so there's a number of ways where this can be automated and we help credit unions with this, right? The added benefit is that you can open accounts, you can make decisions on sometimes the loans almost instantly. Again, for the prospective member, it's a huge benefit that, you know, I, I get a fintech-like experience like what I would get with Chime or Moneyline or any of the, you know, competing uh, entities that are out there. Uh, so I think in addition to being a benefit for credit unions in terms of just unit economics, I think it could provide a very, very compelling experience, you know, for the prospective member as well. Right. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I remember the very first time I was setting up Apple Pay on my phone, oh. first time ever, and I set up my credit union's debit card and I set up my American Express card and, and don't yeah. mention to credit unions that I have one. But <laughs> the experience was so vastly different between the two. You know, the credit union, I had to call and talk to a person and get approved. Oh. And Amex, I got a text message with a, a pin and it was all done. And so I, I know that that is really different and, and members really expect that same digital experience from the credit union side. And really digital access in general, I, I know we see is more important than ever for members and can be a really big value add for credit unions to leverage it the right way. So what would you say are maybe the biggest benefits of expanding digital channels for credit unions right now? Yeah, you know, I think you touched on Lawrence. It's, it's really the experience that consumers have come to expect right. from all the other aspects of life, right? So, you know, that's sort of what's required, expected by by members because they experience it in other places. I, I think that, you know, digital channels can probably provide, you know, quite a few transformative, you know, changes for credit unions. I think the first one is if it is done right, the unit costs obviously can be significantly lower than traditional channels. Because, you know, products and offers and offerings can be optimized, you know, based on, you know, the channel, the segment, the persona using, you know, real data in real time. So I think that's a no-brainer. That's a obvious benefit. I think the second one is, you know, with the right charter and with the right field of membership, it can also allow credit unions to scale, you know, without any geographic boundaries, right? So you could almost become an affinity-based, you know, group. So you can actually scale up pretty significantly, I think, for the right credit unions. And I think the third one is similar to, you know, what you're sharing about the experience for the members itself. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a significantly compelling experience, you know, for the member where they feel like, you know, they could get what they need done when they, you know, do it. You know, so for example, you look at KYC, You know, the typical way is, you know, can you come into the branch and show us your driver's license? Mm -hmm. And the new way is, you know, can you just scan it? And then, you know, the system automatically does everything and only goes back to the client, to the member, if something's needed. So I think, you know, you could use the digital channel to really improve the member experience. Absolutely. And and I know, you know, we mentioned this member experience is so, so critical right now. And I think it's one thing that credit unions have the opportunity to really improve on. And good member experience is often equated with good member service, even though, you know, yeah. it used to be the human element. And now it's really looking more and more into the digital side. And so as yeah. we look at the future, I know the economy is on everyone's mind right now, but what are the new trends that you're seeing really emerging in financial services? And what would you say is Co-Tribute's focus for the road ahead? Yeah, you know, you're definitely right. The economy is on everyone's you know, mind right now. I think if you really step back and say, hey, what do you do in terms of, in, you know, in times of uncertainty? I, I think, you know, in times of uncertainty, the, we feel that it's best to ruthlessly focus on members and, and their problems. And in our case, you know, it's credit unions and what issues are they trying to solve? 
most of our clients are telling us that they're focused on operationally efficient growth, right? Hey, growth is important. And, and, you know, it could be deposit growth, loan growth, could be a number of different things, could be new products, but being operationally efficient is equally important. Um, so this means, you know, for us, helping them address operational efficiency issues and helping them grow through digitally onboarding members to new products and automations from the credit unions. So that's why, you know, we've actually taken our best-in-class templates and we've published them, all of them, for our clients and prospective clients to experience them. Yeah. Because we think, you know, that's important. That's amazing. That that's such a, a cool thing. And we'll be sure to link to those here to the contribute site so that folks can take a look as they're thinking about working with you. Well, as we wrap up the show, I always like to have some fun too with some rapid fire questions, let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. We like to say the questions are rapid, but your answers don't have to be. So if you are ready, I will dive right in here. Yeah, no, that sounds good. What is a recent purchase that you didn't know you needed that has just become something you can't live without? Oh, my. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's recent, Lauren, but I would have to say my Apple iPad and pencil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. When I bought it, I really didn't think I needed it. But I think it would be really hard for me to survive without them now because I use them extensively for a variety of different things today. I love that. All right. Well, when you hear the word success, who's the first person that comes to mind for you and why? You know, a lot of names come to mind, but I think if I had to pick one, uh, it would have to be the Wright brothers with the first airplane. Ooh. Right. And I think the, the reason is because, you know, they were underdogs and they accomplished so much with such little resources at their disposal. And, you know, their passion, their perseverance, you know, I think really changed the world for all of us, right? Forever. Absolutely. So I think, you know, that, that would be it for me. That might be the first time I've ever heard that answer on the show. So I love that. All right. A random question for you. What are you listening to most right now? Is it podcasts? Is it music? What is it? I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think the, my favorite one that I do daily is a podcast by a guy named Nikki Gumbel. He's a British author and speaker. So I think that's probably the one right now. Okay. Well, we'll link to that for everybody so they can check that one out as well. Any books that you have gifted or you just think everybody should read? You know, there's a recent one that I picked up, Lauren, that I think has probably changed my perspective on business significantly. Wow. It's called Winning on Purpose by Frederick Reicheld. And if you don't know him, he was the inventor of NPS, the Net Promoter Score. Yeah. Right. Used, you know, really by almost, you know, 80% of the Fortune 500 companies. This is a book that he wrote. It's significantly impacted my business thinking, and I've gifted it to numerous people. Again, it's called Winning on Purpose. Winning on Purpose. Well, I do not have that on my bookshelf, so I'll go have to check that out. And, and we'll link to that here for everyone as well. All right, let's say the calendar is empty. What are you doing to unwind outside of work? Um, you know, I, I do enjoy and I do a lot of reading. I could easily spend, I think, a few hours on a weekend uh, watching English Premier League soccer or Formula One racing or IPL cricket. I think that would be it for me. I love that. All right. <laughs> well, that's perfect. We're going to link to everything that we've talked about today in the show notes. But my last question for you before we wrap up is what final thoughts do you have that you'd like to share or final asks for our listeners today? Let's see. I think, you know, if you look at, again, the, the times that we're in now, I think to thrive in uncertain times, I think, requires boldness, mm -hmm. courage, and I think the ability to focus around a few important things, right? So I, I think I really believe for credit unions that'll thrive, I think they'll be the ones 
the ones that thrive are the ones that focus on, you know, how do I operate efficiently? And uh, the ones that provide, I think, the right offerings to the right members at the right time in a way that's easy for the member. So, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I've heard someone else say this before. I think as credit unions, you know, we have to be focused around the member always and in all ways. Right? I, I think, you know, it's uncertain times. I think you focus on, you know, who you serve and how do you serve them the best. Absolutely. Well, that is just an absolutely perfect way to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, Philip, for being on the show. We're going to link to everything that we talked about today in the show notes so that everyone can get connected with that. And then, of course, we'll also link to some contact information for your team. For any credit unions out there that want to get in touch with Contribute, learn more about achieving operationally efficient growth. Stay well, Philip. Thank you to all of our listeners today for tuning into the CU Insight Network podcast. And we will be back again next time.